0: Hey there. Welcome along to the Beauty Business Podcast. This is episode 26? Yeah, I think so. Yes, episode 26. Now, last week's show was, in my opinion, one of the best episodes ever. And it turns out that you guys agree with me because it's already become one of the top five most listened to episodes that I've ever done all over the last couple of years. So if you haven't listened to it yet and you want to learn how to make retail sales in your business, not just a nice bonus on what you earn doing treatments and services, but potentially 20% to 50% of your overall revenue, then go and check it out. Now the problem with doing such a great first season episode like last week's mini retailing masterclass is figuring out just how to follow it up. But I've got you covered yet again. But where are my manners? before I tell you about today's episode I should really introduce myself shouldn't I (laughs) so if you've just found this show on iTunes on Facebook on Stitcher on Instagram or the old fashioned way one of your friends told you about it then this is the show for the health and beauty industry particularly you independents out there I'm here to connect you to the people the tools the tips and the advice to help get your beauty business and by that I'm including spas beauty salons clinics, home-based therapists, solo aestheticians, and mobile therapists to get you to where you really want to be. Now, if this is your first time here, then welcome along. My name is Adam Chatterley. I'm your host here on the Beauty Business Podcast, and I'm on a mission to help the smaller independent businesses in the health, wellness, and beauty industry to reach their business goals through simple, practical, and focused business information. Now, we're really all about the foundations of building an incredible, rewarding, profitable, but above all, stress free beauty business here. Now, if you've ever read or listened to or downloaded anything that I've produced before, then you'll probably know that a topic that I focus on a lot is that of getting clients. Let's face it, it's a fundamental requirement of your type of business, right? I mean, no clients, no work, no money, no business. Now, all businesses need new clients because all businesses lose clients, some faster than others, and that's a whole nother discussion there. But even the most successful spas, the most successful salons and clinics have some form of client turnover, usually between 10% and 20% per year. And that doesn't matter how good or how loyal your clients are. So how can you keep a constant stream of new, interested clients contacting you to consistently replace those few clients that do move on. Well, as anyone knows these days, Facebook is an excellent source of potential new clients, but it isn't like it used to be. You see, not that long ago, you could create a Facebook page for your business, you could encourage your clients and your potential clients to like it and to follow your page, and then you'd be able to communicate with them all about your availability, your events, your offers, your promotions, and through this, Convert them into clients, but not any more. These days, you have to pay to play. Nice work, Facebook. You see, I'm talking about Facebook ads here. Now, I'm guessing that everyone listening has had some experience, good or bad, with Facebook ads. Now, they are a fantastic way to target your ideal potential client and bring them into your business. But more often than not, they're also a fantastic way to spend a lot of money. And I mean, a lot of money for very little results. Now, I've certainly spent a heck of a lot more money on Facebook than I ever wanted to. And I've wasted a lot through poorly thought out Facebook ad campaigns. But fear no more. You see, I'm not a Facebook ads expert myself, but I know someone who is. In fact, I was introduced to today's guest by last week's guest, Daniela, which is another reason why I wanted to bring you this episode as episode 26. So today's guest owns a successful marketing agency catering specifically to the needs of the health, skincare and beauty industry. Her name is Tara Zerka and over the past two years through her agency, she's driven over 700,000 leads to her clients' businesses through advertising alone. And we're not talking mega books corporations here. Most of her clients are businesses just like yours. So we are indeed talking about Facebook ads today, but from the very specific point of view of how to use very small amounts of money to bring in a consistent, reliable and predictable stream of clients to your business. Now, I think this is another mini masterclass to go along with last week's episode. Tara actually shares with you her three-step process to creating the best-performing Facebook ad for your business, which is incredible in its simplicity, and I've already started using it in my business, and I'm already seeing improved results. But before I bring Tara on, I just want to remind you that we're extending the Beauty Business Podcast this season by offering a follow-up to each episode in the form of a weekly Facebook Live. Now we'll be answering your questions and diving deeper into the topic so that you can listen to an episode and then come back with your questions. This is going to be happening each week on Wednesday at 2pm UK time in my free Facebook group. So make sure you listen to the end of this episode for more details about this. Right, let's get started, shall we? Grab yourself a notepad, pour yourself a drink and get ready for a client getting Facebook ads masterclass. Right, welcome to the show, Tara Zirka.
1: Thank you so much. It's so great to be here.
0: Awesome. It's great to have you. Now, you and I have become connected through, well, a good friend of yours and a new new friend to me, really, Daniela from Addo Aesthetics. So a big thank you to Daniela if you're listening. But it's it's great to get to know you a little bit more, Tara.
1: Thank you so much. I am so excited to be on the show today and talk to all of your listeners.
0: Awesome. So Facebook advertising, that's the topic of discussion for today. Um, Talk about a love it or hate it topic for most salon, spa and clinic owners, I imagine, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. You get a pretty varied opinion depending on who you talk to, for sure.
0: I guess so, yeah. But before we get into that topic properly, I'd love it if you wouldn't mind giving us... A little bit more information about you, Tara, about what exactly you do and how you came to be doing it.
1: Absolutely. Well, so my original company, actually, so, um, you know, all of our usually when you start off in business, you typically have a couple of evolutions in you. And so my original company was full scale marketing for the Spawn wellness space. And so we did Website design, SEO, social media, blogging, newsletters, um, the whole kit and caboodle. And eventually, our true passion, um, as we discovered it, really became um, advertising. And so we decided to narrow in and do advertising because we see that as being one of the most powerful ways to really control the revenue or increase the revenue in your business, right? So when working with our spa owners, we just realized... While you do need all of the organic social media, you need a beautiful web design, um, you need SEO, you do need a blog, you do need email marketing, and I am very passionate about each and every one of those. Um, and I know that you are too. I love your (laughs) podcast and just listening through your email tips and, you know, all of that is just so juicy and so critical to growing and maintaining the growth in your business. Um, but where we realized that we really love to influence was the advertising space. So Google ads and Facebook ads, um, that just kind of became our thing. So over the last 24 months, we've driven over a million leads for our clients and we've managed um, multiple millions of dollars, US dollars in budget. Um, And so we know a thing or two about generating leads through advertising.
0: I imagine, yeah, wow, that's incredible, well done. Now, Daniela speaks very highly of you and since connecting with you, your name has come up quite a few times regularly in communications with other industry professionals. So I couldn't think of anyone better to have on the show today to talk about Facebook ads, particularly for the health and beauty industry. So it is great to have you here. So should we just get some of the basics out of the way? Because I imagine there's still likely plenty of people out there who haven't delved into paid advertising on Facebook yet.
1: Yeah, plenty of people. And um and I would say, I mean, just to kind of give a great top line for the rest of probably this interview and the topics we'll go into, you know, face. so you look at any company across any industry, but especially if you have a brick and mortar space, right? If you look at your competitors, maybe you're looking around the, the town and you're like, you know why are they doing so much better or you know what what is it that's driving people into their storefront Any business that is growing at some point has to do advertising just kind of period almost. And there are a few exceptions, but nearly every single business that you look at, um, you know, they went from small to big or from, you know, kind of stagnant to growing because of a few strategic marketing, um, strategies. And one of those most likely going to be advertising. So it is definitely the kind of growth factor, I would say in 99.9% of all businesses for sure.
0: Awesome. That's great. So First of all, why do we... Why do we even need to pay to advertise on Facebook? You know, isn't social media isn't the whole point of that supposed to be free?
1: Well, you know, I think that Facebook obviously years ago kind of knew what they were they were doing, but a little bit of a bait and switch. You know, they got all of us to um, get on Facebook and build our audiences, and it used to be that you got really great organic reach. Um, Facebook had to have a way to pay the bills, as does any platform. Right? It's a huge business, and just think of all of those social media updates. In any given moment, we have fifteen hundred updates in our newsfeed. And so, um, which is incredible to think about. And, um, and an interesting, an interesting addition to that thought is, um, there is more business content than there is personal content on Facebook now. And so when you think about that, you know, Facebook needed a way to a pay for, you know, all of this crazy amount of data that we were all producing basically, um, by posting our feeds and number two, they needed a way to prioritize, you know, what was actually important of all of these these updates in anybody's news in any given moment. And so obviously advertising became the way forward for them and it, you know, it makes sense. They've got to fund their platform somehow. They're going to use businesses to do it. And, um, but a little bit of a bait and switch going back to that point was, you know, in the beginning, Facebook encouraged us all to build our audiences on Facebook. And now they're doing it on Instagram as kind of a teaser of what's to come on Instagram. And, um, and then asked us to, Hey, can you just distinguish if you're a business or a personal profile? And the second that you see a platform do that, whether it be Facebook or Pinterest, or it doesn't matter, you know, the advertising is, going to be the next play. So again, if you are on Instagram and you've switched your account over to a business page, just know that the pay to play is definitely going to hit Instagram just as hard as it hit Facebook. Um, and that's why, I mean, that's why, you know, they're going to find a way for, for their platform to be funded small business or not small business, but business is usually the way to do that. And so, um, that's going to be the play. What's cool about that, though, for small business owners is if you will play in the proper way with Facebook, if you will, um, you know, do your advertising very strategically, then it is, I believe, it is truly a straight path right to the top of your game. Right. So most of your competitors are not doing advertising. The one that the ones that are getting really big, they are likely doing advertising right They're They're utilizing Google AdWords and Facebook ads. But you know, your other like 99, well, maybe like 90% of, you know, businesses really aren't in the advertising space. And they're definitely not in the advertising space in any sort of strategic way. So if you can get really strategic, get educated, um, learn a few t- tricks and tips, which I'm going to hopefully we'll get into that today. Um, you know, you can really accelerate your growth, your visibility everything, just from a few key ads.
0: Awesome. Now, I am excited to get into those tips, but just a couple more little basics that I want to cover first. So I often speak to salon owners who tell me that they use Facebook ads, but when I kind of asked a few more questions and, and dig a little bit deeper, it turns out what they really mean is they've used that ever so handy boost post button. Now, is that the same thing as Facebook ads?
1: Absolutely not. So... <laughs> So when you're boosting a post, okay, so really great way to think about Facebook um, advertising. This will actually change completely how you view advertising. Facebook has categorized all of us, our behaviors. They They have so much data on how we interact on their platform. And so if I or let's say you, Adam, if you are likely to interact with a boosted post, right, that means you're liking the post. You're maybe, um, you know, you're stopping your news feed and reading the post. You're commenting on the post. They are going to send more boosted posts to you. But what do we really want people doing? We want people going off of Facebook, most likely. There's a few ways to keep people on Facebook, especially for brick and mortar. There's a couple of really cool advertising strategies you can do. Um, But they mostly want people going off of Facebook. Well, we as business owners want people going off of Facebook, coming to our website, or ideally a landing page, which I know, Adam, you utilize in your business. But we want them going to landing pages where we can basically offer them some sort of, you know, great introductory offer, or, you know, perhaps a first time discount, if you are into discount, some businesses are not, or, um, you know, some sort of upgrade or gift with purchase, maybe it's a 15 minute neck and shoulder massage, you know, if they book in something like that. I know we've talked, or you've talked a lot about that on the podcast. Um, Or perhaps it's, um, so you've got discounts, you've got kind of gift with purchase or additional services with purchase. Um, or you know, just you can even just book people into a consultation. So ideally they're going off site of Facebook to some sort of landing page. That's really, really critical, everybody listening. Like that is so, so important that they're going to a very specific um, you know, page, not just like the general home page, hopefully. And then um, And then they're entering in their information. Right. So their email, their uh, their phone number, uh, you know, whatever other information you need in order to kind of contact them. You could even honestly, you could even um, do like Facebook and and do Facebook Messenger. There's some cool things, I think, coming out um, for business owners that you could really utilize. But essentially. You want them going off of Facebook onto your landing page, entering their information and then giving you a way to connect with them again, you know, follow up and book them into your service or into a consultation. And so when you think about pairing that with Facebook um, and then you think about how Facebook categorizes us, this becomes really powerful. So if you boost a post, it's likely to go out to people who are likely to interact with a boosted post. When you do what I call back-end ads, meaning you go into your ads manager and you actually create ads from the back-end of Facebook, um, you are interacting with people who are likely to go off of Facebook and enter their email or make a purchase, right? I do a lot of purchasing from Facebook ads. Probably, um, you know, I just, that's how, you know, I'm in the business and that's just... You're
0: just open to them saying, oh, Facebook (laughs) ads.
1: So I'm not very likely to get a boosted post coming across my newsfeed. What I am very likely to get is a lot of purchase ads coming across my newsfeed and or often ads, right? Meaning just what I described, they go, you know, where I would go and like, Oh, somebody's teaching a free webinar. Oh, I could have this discount or, you know, something like that. All I have to do is give my email. I'm very likely to, to get a lot of those ads because that is my purchase or my behavior online with Facebook. And so they're going to deliver me those types of ads. So just to understand that when you boost a post, it's going to people who are likely to boost a post. When you do back end ads and you're selecting, like, okay, Facebook, I really want you to send this ad to people who are likely to enter their email and their phone number into this offer so I can contact them, then it's going to send that that um, that ad out to people who are likely to do that and so you just have to be strategic about this because boosted post people are very unlikely to go off of Facebook enter their email and their phone number and go through that process that you actually want your customers to go through
0: so you might get some more sort of page likes and a few more comments but they don't really turn into clients very easily so so yeah perfect okay it's a great way to think about those too, because that is—it's always a kind of question I get asked, and I sort of, not being an expert in it, I'm like, well, I don't really think they're the same, but I, you know, I'm glad you actually cleared that up. So that's great. So I think people get a little scared when it comes to Facebook ads sometimes. I think that's partly because of the of the fear or the perception of fear of just having no control over the money, because they think Facebook is just going to take all their money and they're not going to get any clients. But also. I think once you actually get into that, that, that back-end system, that ads manager that you just mentioned, I think when you actually look at that and start to kind of set up an ad, it can get pretty confusing really quickly. So, you know, what would you say to anyone who has these fears that might be holding them back from from getting on with ads?
1: Well, they're – okay, so first of all, I think it always honestly comes down to a mindset thing, And right? Sometimes as business owners and especially small business owners where we're wearing multiple hats and kind of doing everything – um it's easy to kind of put technology or make technology the culprit for why we're not growing like oh I I could do that but I would have to learn so much and I'm you know I'm afraid of all of these like technical little details and I I share this because I really truly believe that if you are really dedicated to the growth of your business then um you've got to overcome those technological sort of fears, right. And failures, because you're going to have a lot of moments where things don't work how you expect. And you've just got to be super flexible with that and just say, um, you know, and just say, okay, my, my calendar didn't work today or, um, you know, something didn't work how I was expecting it to. And so that's okay. I'm going to be flexible and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to still just move on from this and overcome it. And, um, it becomes, I have seen, so, to give a little context here, last year I actually had the opportunity to train 500 business owners on how to do Facebook ads. And I worked with them over the course of the year and it was incredible. And I will tell you that I have never seen so many tears or people (laughs) wanting to throw their computers out the window, um, because it was so frustrating at first. And at first it will be frustrating because, and it will be slow and it will be cumbersome. Um, but there are resources. I've got a resource, um, that maybe we'll talk about at the end. There is free, free Facebook training, right? If you go to facebook.com blueprint, there's all sorts of free training from Facebook. You can go on YouTube. There's a million people teaching about Facebook ads and so there are so many opportunities to learn this. And if you will just be willing to kind of be slow at first and know that there's going to be, it's going to be just really frustrating, but you will learn it. Um, I promise you that you will. So at the very beginning of this year where I trained 500 people how to do their own Facebook ads, um, again, tears and frustrations and just a lot of like, how do I do this? And you know what? Within a few weeks, everybody was feeling better and more confident. And I will tell you, by the end of that year, I almost could have hired any one of those people for my own agency. (laughs) They were that good, and their questions were so advanced and so expert. And they were, because they had learned Facebook ads, you know, they were saving themselves hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars, um, in, you know, in, in doing it themselves and not having to hire an agency. And some of them developed budgets that were close to 20, 30, $40,000 a month, so much that they actually did hire an agency because they, um, they just, that was becoming like a really big task to get done every week. And so, you know, just that encouragement that, yes, it's going to be frustrating, super overwhelming. Um, but if you get yourself some resources, even free resources, even Facebook's own resources, you can learn the ads, you can do it. And it will make such learning to do your own lead generation or learning lead generation in general is one of the best skills you can develop as a yeah, small business yeah. owner. It's
0: like the new, It's like the new sales skill. Um, It's like essential for business these days. So absolutely. And I can second that kind of that frustration, that slow moving at the beginning because when I started doing Facebook ads, I just didn't get it. Every single page seemed to look the same but slightly different and it was so frustrating that I just remember at one point the penny kind of dropped and I was like, ah, now I understand the difference between the ad set and the campaign and the advert and everything. So those are terms that you'll you'll get familiar with when if you ever look at ads. But but yeah, it, it is a struggle in the first place and you just kind of push on through that because it's it's so entirely worth it to do that. Cool, right. Now the other thing that I often hear is that people think... Advertising on Facebook is really just for big companies, you know, huge brands that sell nationally or internationally. And um, I think people often think their businesses, which may attract people from a very small area, you know, maybe even just five or 10 mile radius. They don't think that Facebook ads will actually bring them any results.
1: Oh, my gosh. I have I have a great friend um, who was in the fitness space and opened four or five uh, gyms in markets of less than, I think, 50,000. Uh, population. And she filled those to become very lucrative businesses from Facebook ads and Google ads alone. So even if your market is 30,000, even 15,000, because you can target on Facebook so geographically kind of tightly, um, it is absolutely worth doing. I would even say in small markets, it can be, you know, even more um, of a, an advantage if you're doing advertising because, because really truly in small markets, not a lot of people are. And um, so if you get really smart in a smaller market, you can really come out ahead.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's what a lot of people don't realize because Facebook knows so much about us because they've done this clever thing of uh, building up all this information over time. You know, the, the ability to target who you want to get your ads in front of with Facebook ads is just incredible. And I'm sure we'll, we'll come into some of those in a bit. Now, while we're talking about um, big businesses and budgets and prices and things like that. Um, when it comes to cost or when it comes to the price or how much it's going to cost you, should I say, I think another thing that people think is that they're going to have to just throw loads and loads of money at Facebook to see any results. I mean, you mentioned huge budgets that you've dealt with in the past and things like that. But is this really the case? Is it, is it got to be, you know, a huge investment going in to use them?
1: So my favorite thing lately has been teaching business owners how to do $10 a day. Ten dollars a day on Facebook and seeing that return into your company, right? And only you as the business owner can really kind of reverse engineer your numbers. Here's the revenue you want. Here's how many clients you need. You know, you've already got X number of clients coming in regularly. Here's the gap. Okay, so, okay, it looks like if I reverse engineer everything out, I'm going to need an extra five to 10 clients per month in order to meet my goals, And so from there, then it just becomes figuring out, well, okay, if I know I convert, you know, one person for every 10 leads that I bring into my company, I convert one person into a paying customer. And so that means, you know, if I need 10 clients, I'm going to need 100 leads a month and 10 of them will become new customers. So you start to reverse engineer that stuff out and then it becomes very, very easy to figure out your advertising. But my favorite challenge lately has been, um, uh, two business owners has been do $10 a day. Just do learn to do the ads yourself and do $10 a day. Um, because at $10 a day, you definitely would not want to hire that out, right? That's going to be, um, that's going to be too much in management fees for if you hire any agency or even your cousin to do it, you know, it's just, it's It's just not worth it for $10 a day. Once you get into kind of thousands of dollars, then you definitely want to think about hiring it. Um, And I will say for Google AdWords, you probably want to think about hiring that out as well because it's a much more complicated platform. And Google AdWords is a really simple management fee if you're working with someone. Um, Facebook ads is a little bit more complicated at first just to learn it. Once you get into it, it is so easy and so honestly, it becomes intuitive to do and really fun. Um, but $10 a day on Facebook, gosh, you would see results from that for sure. That's 300. Um, I'm saying dollars, right? But pounds or um, per month and seven
0: pounds a day. something like that.
1: Yeah. Most businesses can handle that kind of marketing or advertising budget.
0: Well, yeah, especially when you when you start to see the results coming in and you do start to be able to work out those metrics that you talked about. So, you know, OK, well, to get a client, I need to spend X amount of money. But once you see that becoming consistent, you know, you actually, it's almost hard not to go, well, I'll just spend more money, get more clients. And, and so that be, that becomes the challenge the other way around. So it's, it's great fun. Now, that $10 a day, that kind of budget, that brings us very neatly round to the particular topic that I, you know, really wanted to get into today when we discussed about doing this episode. And that is using Facebook ads and, like you say, fairly small amounts of money, to grow your clients every single day. But before we get into that, I'm just gonna have a very quick word from our sponsor for this episode. Sometimes as a small business owner, we need a bit of help with a quick injection of funds. And if you're wondering how to get the funding needed to help you run your small business today, well, Cabbage has the answer. Cabbage helps small business owners access simple and flexible funding right away without all those headaches that come with applying for a traditional loan. You can apply online or from your phone by securely linking your business information to get an automatic decision. There's no waiting in line, no scanning documents, and no tracking down those financial statements that you can't remember where you stored. Cabbage gives you the flexibility to decide what's best for your business. Once you're approved, you choose when to use your funds and how much to take, and you'll only pay for the funds that you actually use. Now, Cabbage has supported over 130,000 small businesses, with $4 billion worth of funding already. If you want to find out more, simply visit cabbage.com forward slash business. There's no cost to apply or to set up your line of credit, so why not? And as a very special bonus, because you're a Beauty Business podcast listener, when you qualify for funding, you'll get a $50 Visa card free that you can use anywhere on whatever you want. So that's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E.com forward slash business. So let's get into the smaller budgets and getting clients every day then. So how can this sort of strategy work for an independent beauty business like a small spa or a salon or an aesthetic clinic or or even someone, you know, even someone with a home-based beauty business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to create, well, I'm going to talk you through a little bit of our testing protocol and strategy.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Um
1: because you're going to want to test everything that you do, right? and um, we have a very specific strategy that we utilize in our company um, and in our training membership, and we teach people how to test different copy, different imagery, different headlines. And I'll just kind of talk through a little bit of what that is because when you get advertising going, why most ads fail is because they're not compelling enough. And then, you know, people put one ad out there and they're like, well, it didn't result in anything. Well, it's not going to result in anything with one, you know, kind of one (laughs) little push and that's it. And so the way that we do our testing strategy is we do copy testing, imagery Mm -hmm. testing and headlines. So we're going to do um, when we do copy, we're going to test a short version of the copy. That's maybe a couple of sentences, a medium version of the copy. That's maybe a couple of paragraphs and a long version of the copy. And that you can fill with testimonials and all sorts of things. And maybe that's like, you know, three paragraphs, three short paragraphs, or even you could go a little bit longer. Um, if you are, for example, let's say you are you treat acne. Right. Right. Um, you could actually go into a fairly long description in your copy. You could really talk about your story. Like, you know, um, growing up with acne, acne myself and having, um, you know, the scarring, I went into my 20s just feeling, um, you know, just just really wanting that additional confidence that having clear skin would bring. And as I became a you know let's just say like solo esthetician of course i know you have beauty uh, all sorts of beauty businesses in your audience listening but just use this as an example everyone yeah no absolutely kind of fuel kind of you know maybe some of those more impactful services you know as i um you know as i went into the field of esthetician or of 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 of, of aesthetics and decided to really, um, you know, help transform women's skin and their experience with their own self-esteem and confidence. Um, I, you know, developed out a protocol that really works for acne and here's some testimonials. So when I say long copy, there's an example of how you can actually bring your personal story in and my goodness, an ad like that would convert people like crazy, right? Um, Women that were suffering from acne would really respond to something like that because there's a personal story, you're instantly building, trust and rapport. Um, and you're speaking very specifically to a niche that you serve. And so when you do long copy, especially brick and mortars are like, how the heck do you do long copy? There's an example of how, if you have services that are really impactful or you have maybe a personal story that goes well with your particular, um, business. And so, You're going to test out each of those copies. You're going to let them all go to about a thousand or two thousand, depending in reach. Um, And then you're going to choose a winner and then you're going to test imagery. So I always want you to test an image ideally that has you in it Um, and then if you are an independent operator, if you've got like, um, you know, multiple, maybe multiple stations or something in your business, then maybe you just have a great image of the interior of your space or something like that. But you can test out, um, you know, images of yourself if you're independent or images of your space, your team. Um, You could even do like some images of your results. And then of course you can just do stock photos of, you know, just kind of like that are beauty related. Um, Now, a word of caution, Facebook policies are very specific about no before and afters. So you cannot have before and afters in your um, in your advertising. You can do it in your organic stuff as long as you don't boost the post or put any budget behind it. Then you can do before and afters all day. But you cannot advertise before and afters even for a haircut. Right. Yeah. It's such a bummer because it's. um, (laughs) But the reason behind it is actually really, um, you know, thoughtful and, and mindful. And basically Facebook just doesn't want a whole bunch of like, say weight loss companies coming in and being like, you know, showing results that may not be accurate and, um, leading people down a path of false hope. And so there, there's very specific reasons behind it, but just know it really affects all of us. Even, even when we're authentically showing our results. Um, so, So you're going to test your copy, your imagery and your headlines. Now, headlines. This is where most people mess up (laughs) because they headline is a perfect place to put in, for example, um, your location and kind of your the that the the highlights of your services. Right. So if I'm thinking like, um, you know, maybe like a color, uh, if I, if I do hair color, for example, I might put in there, um, my headline, like, uh, you know, 50 or hundred five-star reviews on Yelp, best color, um, you know, best color treatment in Wichita, Kansas. Right. So you want to be sure to put your location because people need an anchor,
0: Sure, and if that makes sense, yeah.
1: Yeah, if you're in a big city especially, you really wanna make sure to put the neighborhood too, right? So if I'm thinking of, let's say the city, I'm using all US references, but if I'm saying the city of Seattle, Then I'm, you know, Seattle's huge and I'm not going to travel all the way across Seattle for (laughs) a haircut, even if it has great, you know, reviews on Yelp. So maybe you say something like, you know, serving the neighborhood of Queen Anne or located in Queen, Queen Anne, Seattle because um, you really want people to anchor in and be like oh my gosh this is right around the road
0: yeah that's a brilliant brilliant suggestion because you're gonna your, your eye kind of sees things that are familiar to you I guess don't they so you're gonna see that and you're gonna go well it's near me I'll read this and then you'll actually go and read the the post a bit more which is exactly what you want people to do
1: almost think of it and I'll pull in another industry almost think of it if you were a restaurant what would you need to put in your copy, right? And people need to have a location, perhaps some sort of offer or incentive to go in. That's kind of a, that's always an easy one to, as soon as you say restaurant, most brick and mortar businesses kind of instantly know like, oh, okay, this is how I would interact with a restaurant ad. But when we're thinking about our own business, we sometimes just forget those little things um, like the location or the neighborhood, that sort of thing.
0: And when you're doing your testing then, do you, do you test Do you pick like one image and test the three different types of copy first or do you test all of them at the same time or how do you work that out?
1: Exactly. You're going to do this in three rounds of testing. So you're going to choose one image. So you're going to have three ads with the exact same image but different copy and it's going to have the exact same headline. You're going to let that run for a little while and typically to about 1000 in reach will be sufficient and then you're going to choose the winner. You can choose the winner based on your cost per result. Whatever that is, and if you are driving people to a landing page where they just have to put in their email, a thousand in reach should be fine. If you're driving people to a landing page um, where they need to book an actual appointment, you might need to let that ad run to quite a bit more. It could be five, ten thousand in reach. Um, before you, you, basically you wanna see results. So once you start seeing results, like say three to seven results, then you can look at each of them, stack them up, compare them, choose a winner, move on to your next round of testing. So um, now you've got your best copy. You're gonna move that now to your image testing. And so it's gonna be the same copy, same headline, three, four or five different images.
0: Got it. So when we're talking about reach, that's basically so w- when you look at your stats in in Facebook, there's there's various different metrics and numbers to look at. But one of them is um, reach. And that's basically that's basically eyeballs who've seen it essentially, isn't it? So you've got people who've seen it. And then from that, you're going to get the actual whatever the result is that you're looking for might be to click on it to take them to a page. And and what you're saying there is so you you're making sure you get a decent number of eyeballs on it that should result in a certain number of people clicking on it and from there you decide which of those got you the best result and then you move on to the next one
1: when you do it that way you're going to ensure that you're actually doing getting an ad out there that works right because our idea of what's going to work is never, (laughs) hardly ever what the market, um, you know, our initial idea is like, oh, okay, but people don't maybe understand the language I'm using or, you know what I mean? Um, I've seen, for example, spa ads come across my desk that are talking about like um, high pulse lasers and things like that. Okay, people do not understand that. You know, what they're gonna understand is, oh, this will reduce wrinkles or um, increase my collagen or, Um, you know, I don't know, you you know, lengthen my time between Botox treatments. Like that's the kind of thing they're going to understand.
0: Yeah, it comes down to that old sales tactic of talking about the benefits rather than the features because people don't really care what the features are. They just want to know what they're going to get out of it at the other end. So so that comes down to that. So um, next question then. So you have talked about that's a great strategy. I love that for getting starting. But we've talked a little bit earlier on about the ability to target people on Facebook. So have you got any tips for people about, so we, we, we've we kind of decided to do this, this targeting thing. How do we, sorry, we've decided to do this, um, I've completely lost track of what I was saying now. So we've decided to do this testing thing, which is a great idea and a great way to get started. But what do we do in terms of telling Facebook who to show these adverts to?
1: Yes. Okay. So if you're in a small market, you're going to choose, maybe you might do age, likely you'll do gender. Maybe you won't do gender. It depends. Um, actually it's a good idea to do gender, even if you serve males and female, you know, men and women, um, and you would probably deliver them different ads. Right. So, um, let's say if you do hair and your, your image of, uh, your, for your female audience is obviously going to be maybe women with, you know, women with hair with long hair you know what (laughs) it's gonna be women um and if you're targeting men as well then you'll likely do an image with a guy right so you probably do want to split those off but you're basically going to do unless you had a super general neutral gender neutral ad and that's often not even recommended because it might not do what you want it to do so you're going to do um um so men and women separately right so do you select your gender, maybe your age. If you find that you tend to have a certain age range, that's great. You can include that. And then if you're in a small market, you're just going to choose basically the zip codes that that you know your customers come into you from, and then if you're a larger market, you might choose zip codes. Plus, you might do, for example, if I'm working with a spa, I might do zip codes plus people who are interested in, say, skin medica, skin suticals, some of the kind of pharmaceutical grade skincare lines, for example. Um, if I, you know, if I or people that are just really into, um, you know, like personal care, there's some different interests you can target that way um you know if you if i was thinking for example of a holistic healthcare sort of center i might choose people that are interested in yoga and mindfulness and natural healing and remedies and that sort of thing
0: yeah so so for anyone who's never seen this when you when you start doing a facebook ad there are these kind of boxes essentially that you fill in and and they've got different questions and one of the very first things you can do is select where people are from and you can do that on a hugely general basis like the whole of the United States but you can also get it really specific and pretty much target a um, you can well in fact I think you can target your actual zip code and then within a distance around it so if you know that people generally will only travel say five to ten miles to come to you then you just target that area maybe a little bit more just to get those, those extra ones as well. Then you can also say you know and people who've indicated in some way that they've got an interest in something so and this is this is really where that power of Facebook comes in. It knows what pages you visit so it kind of in a, in a very ethical way is is it's it's basically trying to make sure you're getting adverts that are things you're going to be interested in anyway. So it's not it's not being underhand in any way. It's actually trying to serve people the adverts that will mostly apply to their interests, and that works incredibly well for us as advertisers because we get to say, okay, well, I want to know about people who've got an interest in this particular yoga brand, or love going for facials, or you know are always interested in the latest. Um, Hair treatments and things like that. So, so that's that's where the power really starts to come in.
1: It's it's huge. And once you get so with Facebook, um, there's you target differently on Facebook and, and Google AdWords. With Google AdWords, you're you're targeting people who are searching for specific keywords. On Facebook, what's so cool is you're targeting people who are just kind of generally interested, and then you can you can give them whatever your offer is, or you know whatever your your ad content is, and an interest, so on Google, it's people who are you know actively thinking, I need a haircut, what are, you know I'm gonna just search in my area. On Facebook, you can target people who maybe are actively searching, but you can spark an interest, which becomes really, really powerful, especially if you combine them. Awesome.
0: Now, another thing I just wanted to pick up on there as well is now we've mentioned already sort of testing, you know, testing the copy first and then the image and then the headline. Now, this is this is and you also then mentioned maybe splitting it out if you've got um, you'd want a different image, maybe or even different copy, different headline for men and for women and all that kind of thing. Now. This is where it comes back to something you said earlier on about those people who have just put one advert out there and gone, "Hmm, that doesn't work. And they never do it again because one ad is never going to work. You've got to do and this is how you end up suddenly with so many ads for one thing that you're trying to do because you're testing them all the time and you've got to split them out. And and you'll see where you get the results from and where you need to spend the money and which bring you in the best results. and, And ultimately, that's how you get the benefit from advertising on Facebook, really, isn't it?
1: That's exactly right, and honestly, take this principle and apply it to everything in your business. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's how you figure out if um, if this special versus that special does better, um, or if this Christmas promotion versus that cr- Christmas promotion does better. You just take this principle, if you will, take this and run. You will see such a difference in your business, um, as you. This is called in my industry um, A B testing, right? This is where you're doing one option versus a second option. And you're seeing which one actually converts the best.
0: Absolutely. And this has been around for years, you know, even in, you know, if you've seen magazines and things like that, where they say, quote, this code to get the special offer, that's not some secret code to get you the special offer That's So they know which advert got the better results and which one to run more of. So that's, that's, this exactly the same thing that's been going on in, print advertising for years and it's just moved online like this. Now, I think this all sounds very doable and I love that testing idea. That's fantastic. So if people, let's say people are interested in giving this a try in their own businesses, what are a few tips that you'd give them on kind of practicalities of getting started? And then on the flip side, what are some common pitfalls, some common mistakes that you see people making all the time?
1: Okay, fabulous. So for the tips to get started, number one, I want you, in fact, after this podcast, um, some of you will be driving or walking like like I do when I listen to podcasts, but I want you today to go into Facebook, go to Ads Manager. Um, you, There's a few ways to kind of find that, but you can actually just type in the search kind of Ads Manager and it will come up for you. I want you just to like look at the plot, you know, just look at the interface and get familiar with it. And um, don't get overwhelmed or scared because this is going to be the new skill that you're going to master in order to help your business get to the next level. So just look at it. Um, I find that Honestly, that's such a silly homework assignment, it seems. But once you get in there and just kind of um, actually, you know, poke around, click on things, you won't know what some of it means. That's okay. It actually takes a lot of the fear out of learning such a, you know, seemingly complex. It's actually not once you learn it, you'll be surprised at how much you'll love it. Um, But it will take a lot of the fear and just the emotional charge out of, you know, out of what this is. And then number two is um, is. I always, I really do recommend getting resourced. So I mentioned that there's a couple of uh, free resources, there's lots of free resources actually, and there's a few reasonable resources that you can invest in if you're really ready to take that step. Um, But maybe just look up, you know, you can even Google like how to do your first Facebook ad and that's going to give you some great ideas and you can just start reading and seeing, you know, how in the world do you do it? Cause I don't want you to just go in and start clicking around and get frustrated, like get resourced a little bit, even if it's just reading an article or even going through one of the Facebook trainings and just see, um, you know, just kind of learn what the pieces are, read the owner's manual, if you will, on how to do it. And then that'll make it that much more comfortable and then just do it. Just get in there. You're going to create a campaign. Um, you're going to create an ad set. That ad set is where you're going to, um, determine kind of the age, the gender and the location. And if you're going to add in any interest, that's where you would do it. Leave everything else to default. There's things that you would optimize as you learn the ads. There's certain buttons you would click that would make your results that much stronger, but just leave it all to default when you're starting out and just, you know, just Just all you have to do is put the the gender, the age, and the the location. Just start. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. And then on the actual ad piece, um, and this will get into a little bit of some of the pitfalls as well. Um, So on the ad piece, you're going to create some copy, create some imagery, or just put in. You can select free stock photos from Facebook, or you can put in your headshot. You know, maybe if you had a a photo of you at work, working, that would be. Phenomenal, right? Somebody on your table or in your chair—that would be fantastic. Um, and then, and then, um, and then headlines. And remember what I told you about headlines: make sure to put the offer in and your location. Um, now you're going to need to send people to at least a page on your website. So a little, some pitfalls here. Don't send them to your homepage. If you're if you're going to send them to, um, you know, ultimately, I want you to develop out a landing page and. Um, and you can even Google that and learn more about what a landing page is and what it looks like. But, but if you're going to send people just to your website for now, cause that's all you've got, that's fine. Just make sure to send them to the service page, right? The particular page where they can learn about that exact service. It's pointless to tell people all about your, um, say your amazing facials and then send them to a home page where there's, Facials and lasers and
0: mani-pedis. Massage and everything else. And they've got to go and find it themselves. You've got to take them straight to what it is that you're talking about.
1: And you would think, right, because it's your business, so you're like, of course they're going to go and search for it. No, they will (laughs) not. (laughs) They don't care that much. You've got to convert them into caring. And so how you're going to do that is send them to the exact page that describes the service that you talked about in your ad. And and then a few other pitfalls or things to remember. No before and afters. If you specialize in weight loss, or anything of that sort of service. Some, some businesses have like little weight loss things that they want to advertise. Um, I wouldn't do it unless you have some really good, strong mentoring weight loss will actually get your account shut down faster than anything else. Um, and so just, just, I know, you know, some, there's, for some reason we always get clients that come in even, you know, and they just want to advertise weight loss and you've just got to be so careful about how you do it. And so don't do it unless you really know what you're doing. Um, and then anything with needles, right? So if you do injectables or anything like that, um, as I'm sure some of your, your spa or your spa and business owners will, um, just remember, don't put needles. Don't, don't, nothing with needles. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that,
0: that's going to get you, turned off straight away.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that that's something, you know, is we have a lot of Botox clients, for example. So um, we deal with that actually quite a bit. So just remember. um, And then the other thing to be very cautious of is just being too forward with your copy, such as um, do you feel um, do you feel like you're just kind of blah lately and um, you just need, you know, some beauty treatments to really increase your confidence so you and your are two words on facebook that are sometimes okay but can sometimes be really really challenging and facebook with its latest algorithm changes has really discouraged too much you and your why because facebook does not want me okay facebook doesn't want us going on to our news feed and coming away feeling icky right like oh does facebook know that i need um that I feel kind of bad or that I, that I have acne, how does Facebook know that I have acne? Right. So if you're saying something in your ad as pointed as, do you have acne? They
0: don't, they don't want people coming away, going on their, going on their platform and coming away going, mm, well, I feel bad now because that that's not, that's not going to get them rushing back to the platform, is it? So, um, so, okay. Right. That's a good tip.
1: Like how do they know I have acne? But if your ad says, um, you know, I, you know, I'm the leading uh, acne treatment specialist in Liverpool. And um, here's a client testimonial of mine, then it's not really calling anyone out for having acne. But somebody who has acne will be like, Oh my gosh, how did how did they know I need that? You know what I mean? And so just be cautious of too much you and your um, in your ads, you can certainly use you and your but a really, really good ninja trick is to try to remove as much of it as possible.
0: Cool. I like that. And is there something about um, Facebook doesn't like you promising results? Is that another thing as well that you need to watch out for?
1: Claims, Yes, you must be careful of claims. So, um, you know, like uh, I'll go back into kind of the the weight loss area, but um, lose five pounds. That's that's a classic claim. Um, Why is it a claim? Because not every single. uh, So if you were a business promising, every single person would lose five pounds. That's simply not possible for every single person. Like every single person is not going to achieve that result. So that's a really good, um, even though it's a little bit outside of this industry, it's a good way to think of what is a claim actually, right? So um, you could say something like feel gorgeous and beautiful, but you definitely couldn't say something like. Um, you know, completely clear your yeah, skin. You will
0: look 10 years younger with one treatment, kind of thing.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's not possible or true for every single person, but every single yep. person could feel beautiful, right? So. Ow ways you've got to kind of position those things
0: cool now one thing i wanted to ask you here is there's obviously a lot of facebook ad agencies out there who you could hire to do pretty much all of this for you uh but i think we're probably on the same page i think we would probably encourage people to give it a try themselves first so they really understand you know how it works and 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 whether they can do it themselves because like you say once you get the grips once you get over that frustration level it actually does become quite fun so would you would you be on that same page and advise people to do that themselves to start with
1: 100%. So I, you know, we had talked about at the beginning, Google AdWords and Facebook ads. Do not do your own Google AdWords. That <laughs> is are a disaster, truly. Um, Facebook ads, 100%. I want every single one of you going in and trying it yourself. And also, so a few reasons why. Number one, I own an agency, right? And I own a membership where we train people how to do their ads. Agency fees are expensive for Facebook, much more than Google AdWords. Our agency fees for Facebook are three times more expensive than that of Google AdWords. It's because Facebook is a different level of effort. So you once you get going with your Facebook ads, you really do have to kind of upkeep them and maintain them in a different and more sort of elbow grease sort of way than you do your Google AdWords. And so that, that investment for agencies is truly justified, but it is expensive for a small business owner, especially if your marketing budget is under a couple thousand a month. You probably honestly just want to do your own ads. Um, again, fabulous amazing skill to learn for your business it will really catapult catapult things in a way um that will be wonderful but you you definitely want to do your own ads if your budget gets up beyond a couple thousand a month then you could definitely look at hiring someone but save yourself that money learn to do your ads um and just have fun with it it'll be it'll be a great time but it's it's a wonderful skill to know for sure
0: and let's say someone did get to that point where they they were they had that kind of ad spend what would be something that you would advise people to look for in an agency?
1: Uh Well, you want somebody who is experienced in your industry or at least type of business. So um, we do brick and mortar and and online businesses, but we do not touch e-commerce, right? Because so... We also don't do a lot of like apps. We do do some, but not a lot. So you just want to make sure that people know at least, if not your exact industry, your business model. So don't go out and do someone who has no experience with brick and mortar because it's a totally different strategy than say e-commerce or um, or online, you know, kind of lead generation or launch ads. So you just want to be sure they're experienced at least in your business model and then check their, check their results, you know, make sure that they're generating leads at kind of your, your target cost. If you are booking people into consultations and things like that, a target lead cost could be anywhere from 15 to $60 or pounds. Like that's probably going to be in a reasonable range. If you're generating email leads, you know, you really want to be in Most advertisers would tell you for an email these days under $8, but for a lot of local businesses, you can even have much, much, much lower than that. So make sure they're experienced with that kind of, you know, A, type of business model, and B, um, the kind of target cost that you're looking for. Gotcha.
0: Awesome. All right, there's some amazing information some great great instructions there so it's really refreshing to hear someone kind of talking about facebook ads in such a clear and well thought through and and certainly for this industry an applicable way so that's fantastic thank you now i think that's actually a really good place to kind of bring things to a close but before you know before we overload people with too much information on this so tara thank you so much for being here today if people want to connect with you if people want to find out about you quiz you where's where's the best place for them to track you down
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Adam. So um successfuladsclub.com, successfuladsclub.com is where we do um business training for business owners. We do a QA every week so you can get on screen share. We can help you optimize your ads. We show you our full um, you know, train you completely on how to do the ads. We've got these great modules on, you know, where we just walk you through every step by step by step. And then um and then we've got a Facebook group that goes with it. It's very 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 vibrant there's a lot of wonderful questions it's extremely active and we're very active in the group and supporting it and so um so that's successfuladsclub.com it's 59 dollars a month um that pricing depending on when people listen to this will (laughs) likely go up sometime in 2018 so um so that's an option if you just want a really affordable sort of um, support around doing your own ads and then of course if you're like now nope, already spending thousands then uh, we do have a wait list it usually runs a few months long but we do um at sunbeamcommunications.com you can find kind of our full management services
0: awesome i'll put all those links uh, and names and things in the show notes if anyone wants to find them which you'll be able to find at the okay tara amazing thank you again for being here today thank you for giving us your time um really really appreciate it
1: so my pleasure thank you for um spending the time with me today adam and all the listeners um thank you so much for you know putting me in your pocket or us in your pocket or on your uh your drive to work and just so appreciate your attention
0: fabulous well i look forward to speaking to you again soon tara
1: awesome thanks adam
0: there you go i told you i was bringing you another good one didn't i Now, remember all the links that we mentioned in the show today can be found on the show notes pages, which you can find at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 26. Now, also, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we're going to be extending each show with a Facebook Live the following week to explore each topic a little more, to dive a little bit deeper and to answer any questions that you have related to the episode itself or the topic at hand. Now to take part in the Facebook Live, you need to come and join me on Facebook in the Beauty Business Hackers group. Just search for Beauty Business Hackers on Facebook, or again, check out the show notes page or the podcast episode description for all of the links that you need. Thank you so much for listening along today. I know how busy you all are and how precious time can be. So I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show all the way through. Now today's podcast episode review comes from iTunes and a listener in the United States. SD Cat says, I cannot begin to express my gratitude for Mr. Chatley. I'm the owner of an indie skincare clinic in the US. And when I stumbled on his podcast, I had already been employing some of his methods. Yes, they really do work. And I listen to each episode two to three times and look at what I already have in place for a refresh or potential new ideas to implement. His accent is easy on the ears and his knowledge is fresh, actionable and results driven. I look forward to every single episode. Wow, thanks, SD Cat. Honestly, I don't pay people for these reviews. So thank you for your very, very kind words. Why do I read out these reviews? Well, it isn't to make myself feel good. Mm, a love it. But it's to point out that what we talk about here on the podcast gets results. And I want to help people just like you. So if you do find value in today's episode, and again, I challenge you not to have taken something away from today's episode, whether you have or you have not ever used Facebook ads, then can I please ask you to leave a review on iTunes. You can do this on your phone, on your iPad, on your computer. Make it an honest one. Tell me if there's something that you'd like to see me talk about, but it really helps me to know that I'm delivering the information that you want and find useful right now. Plus, It helps other beauty business owners find the show and learn how to build the health and beauty business that they dream of. And you never know, you might get your review read out on a future episode, so keep it clean. In fact, on that note, I met a spa manager this week who told me that she listens to the show whilst relaxing in the bath. Only the way she phrased it in front of a crowd was that I regularly join her in the bath. Well, Helena, I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope the water's still nice and warm, and I hope you'll listen again. So wherever you listen to the show, I will see you in the next episode, which, if you're listening as the episode comes out, will be available on Wednesday, the 11th of April, 2018. Now, I'm going to be joined yet again by another special guest, but we're talking about something a little bit different next week. I'm not going to give too much away right now, but if you've ever wanted a way to create plans for your life and for your business that doesn't involve lots of maths and spreadsheets and you want to really know how to achieve your goals in a different way, then you're going to want to make sure you listen to this one. Remember, you can find all the links that we mentioned in the show today at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 26. So until the next episode, bye for me for now.